Tailgater Sports. What's up, everybody? It's another episode of Tailgater Sports. My name is Eric. I'm the metaphorical driver of this ship, of this car, this podcast. If That's you're right. About it, it's a nice little road trip for the next hour or so, talking about sports. Sitting in the passenger seat, the co-pilot. The what is it? Goose to my uh, Maverick, I think. Is that the Top Gun reference? The You're passenger, my eyes, Goose. Yeah, the co-pilot for this ride is eyes. is Randy. He's wearing What's his up? Uh, Arizona State maroon hat. Forks, Forks up, up, baby. Um, and the baby in the high chair, the the car seat in the back. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa! Making back a mess, right? Oversized baby. Making a mess with his little uh, his Cheerio pack, and you know, beeping on his little play horn is Tyler. He's got a little. He got his little helmet on, so you know he didn't hurt his squishy head. So <laughs> yeah, his foreman, right? Whatever that metaphor was. I, yeah. Sometimes I just say things. And they, I see what happens. It's like word vomit. And exactly. I, just, I don't even know where I'm going half the it's, time. It's the best kind of word. And I try to just piece it together. So that was that. Whatever I'm that was. Kill you both when I'm back in a week. I swear to God. Yeah, empty threats. That's all you are. Yeah, You're full threats. of empty threats. Quit, quit swearing to God, man. Uh, we got tons to talk about. Week three in the NFL is in the books. Uh, I think we finally had our first Monday night dud of the season. Yeah. Uh, so we probably Oof. won't really talk about that. The Cowboys beat the Eagles. Jalen Hurts played like crap. Which uh, further? Fun fact: I went to bed in the uh, third quarter. That's how bad it was. Yeah, it was, yeah, it sucked. <laughs> Which uh, further, uh, you know, supports my stand that is the Philadelphia Eagles are the most boring team in the yep, NFL. Yep. So Jalen Hurts might not be that guy. Well, I mean, in his defense, though, if we're just gonna jump right into it, in his defense, his O line didn't do him any favors either. The Cowboys' defensive line yeah. was all over him from beginning to end, mm-hmm. and he literally, I think, like what three of the t- no two of the touchdowns he threw, he was scrambling. Right. Like the last one they had, he was literally scrambling, and it was just sort of like a prayer, mm-hmm. prayer sort of throw. But so uh, that game, moving along, yeah. NFC East, the circus. I like to call it as I like to refer to two divisions as a circus: mm-hmm. the NFC East and the AFC South. The NFC East always consistently never disappoints at being just the most unattractive division in football. Mm-hmm. But it's always kind of entertaining just because of yeah. how crazy it is. Well, no, it's the it's, reason. It's you, basically it's a car wreck and all the cars are on fire yeah. and you can't help but watch. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's the car wreck in December in the middle of nowhere where it's just icy right. roads and exactly. it's 17 piles cars. On, piles on. Crash. Crash. And it's like happening for 15 minutes because everybody can't get out of right. their own way and they just crash into each other. Because the thing is, like name value alone, you see the names of the teams in the division and you assume that they should be competitive you assume that they'll be good the New York Giants which in your back mind you think Eli Manning in those that like decade of somewhat dominance they have yeah. uh, the Eagles because it's a name it's a household name and then the Cowboys which is quote unquote America's team but consistently those teams always seem to provide us with just boring games when they play against one another I should say when they play other conferences other teams they seem to do pretty well but when it's interdivisional yeah. games, they're always like snoozers. stop hitting yourself, stop hitting yourself, yeah. stop hitting yourself. Uh, okay, actually, you know, granted, I will say the uh, the Washington Football Giants game was entertaining, but you know, it's an anomaly. It still was like that. It was like it could have been better, but it just yeah. felt kind of gross watching it. It's yeah, it was like it's, watching two JV teams that was like, oh, this is good yeah. because you're playing each other. It's like when you're it on. It was entertaining, but what happened in that game? The Giants lost in the most Giants way yeah. possible. That's true, and it, like like you mentioned, watching an NFC East game is like scrolling through your uh, you know your browser with your on your cable television box cable television box jesus christ hey i still got cable don't yeah. knock it no i know but and then like stumbling on like some weird cif high school game in the middle of nowhere Dude, and I, was like, I guess i'll watch this I, I watched a high school cif game like probably three weeks ago i watched a saint yeah. john bosco game because it was on fox sports west on nice, friday nice. night at like 8 30 p.m i was like ah, i'm not doing anything yeah, Saint not? john bosco Shout might as well Bellflower. be an additional member for the pac-10 because they, all they have is just d1 or d1 yeah. players all around although they no never mind i'm thinking of bishop Gorman from nevada the team that led up like 
21 points mm. in 40 seconds. Oh, yeah, I saw that the other day. But yeah, maybe, you know, one of these St. John Bosco guys could have filled in for Daniel Jones. So maybe we got tons to get to. There's a new leader in the tailgater pick em mm-hmm. standings. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you mm-hmm. know, the tel- we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to that. that. It wasn't a clean week for the quarter. So we got a new leader. And in- we have a leech. So there's a leech alert. A leech alert. Okay. That's so right. we got to get to the quarter. We got to oh, <laughs> get to the picks. There's a huge game this weekend. Tom Brady going back to Gillette Stadium, returning to Foxborough as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, as a defending Super Bowl champion. Got to get to that. Got to get to our picks. I want to talk a little bit of kicking. That's weird. Oh, my gosh. But before we get completely out of the Monday Night Football stuff, mm-hmm. I want to talk about this new love for the Manning cast. Yep. Tyler's all in on it. I watched a little bit more of it yesterday because of how bad the game was. Mm-hmm. So I found myself watching the entire second half of the game on the Manning cast side. That's on ESPN2. Yeah. You have the regular play-by-play guys with Booger. I'm not even Booger. With Lewis Riddick. And uh, I forget who else on, on ESPN. Joe Tessitore. Yeah. And then you got... Um, and Steve Levy, but no one cares. Yeah, and then you got the Manning cast, which is Peyton Manning and Eli Manning sitting on their couch, just watching the game, kind of shooting the ish, right? chucking it up, you know, talking, chopping it up, talking football, talking sport. I wasn't really into it the first week. I didn't mm-hmm. watch it the second week. I turned it on first time instances. I was like, this is weird. I don't like it. I want to watch the game. I'm more focused yeah. on them. I kind of didn't even realize what was going on in the game at one point. They didn't even show the game at one point when something happened. <laughs> they're I just freaked, standing in their living room. Yeah, they're just, I'm like, okay, well, this sucks. So I changed it away. First time I was back was yesterday, yeah. second half of the game. Kind of grew on me a little bit. I don't know if oh, it yeah. was because the game sucked, so I was just looking for something different, well, and it was it was better. It's easier it's easier to digest something from players like or guys like that when things are going wrong, and a lot of things went wrong in Monday night's game on both sides. So kind of just seeing them like annoyed or just sort of reacting to certain decisions was fairly entertaining. Like I know towards the end of this of the of the second quarter going into the half, McCarthy <laughs> he didn't call a time he didn't call a timeout. So the clock's just ticking. He's kind of standing there and you see him realize that the, <laughs> the clock is going. Yeah. And the ref is like, Hey, do you want to call a timeout? And he's like, uh uh and Manning's and Peyton Manning's like, call a timeout. He needs to call a timeout. Call timeout, like, what's Mike. he What's he doing? And I'm like, oh my god, it's just, it's fun to watch because these guys aren't players anymore. They're they're, I hate to say it, they're just like us. They're yeah. watching the game, but they are professionals in this, you know. And uh, I do find this interesting though. Both on two sides. Number one, kind of <laughs> sucks for Joe Tessitore and team when they're like, this is our time to shine. We finally got the Monday night slot, and now a throwaway ensemble of just. Two guys watching I, football is outshining. I them did find that weird because mile. they have to plug it. They plugged it on the tail end of the pregame stuff on ESPN. It's like Payne and Eli over on ESPN two right now. Right. They even did it during the middle of it. And they made a joke about their ratings in the middle of the the first half when I was still watching. Well, I I, I think this is a great move, and this is as most trends go. This is probably gonna be the first of a couple we're gonna see. I'm sure it's right. gonna be a, a matter of time before we see more of these. Well, sort of compounded you, as uh, as sort of like a new way to watch about the games. It, they're they're mimicking the barstool model and i know tyler is all in now because big cat tweeted yeah. out his allegiance to the well, eli I, I, Manning cast. I was in i was in a little bit before. yeah no we'll i get it that. but you know me i like to mess with you with the blow in the wind but what yeah. what do you like yeah, about it true. tyler i'm that's sure true. you're like you're like i'm a football head this is this is my thing now because i thought i'm pretty sure i have a text message from the first week from you when i said i was out and you said just as quickly you were yeah. out yeah so the first week um apparently in the first half which is all I saw that first week. It was not good. I saw it. There were a little bit of technical difficulties. You could tell it was awkward. It got off to a little bit of a slow start. Now, I probably should have expected that because it's a brand new thing. They're not watching in the same room. They're watching it in two separate houses. So there's like a tiny bit of a delay, I guess, between them. 
and you know it and, and when i watched the first time i didn't see any guests because they have a revolving door of guests now i didn't see any guests the first time i watched it so i watched the second half of that first monday night football game the normal broadcast and then we cut across to uh last week and i saw all of the second game on the normal broadcast but meanwhile while i'm watching the second game i see people on twitter they're like oh hey like this peyton eli thing is actually you know pretty good and i thought okay you know at week three the game's gonna be a dud i don't really care for the normal broadcast anyway to begin with i'm not gonna lie i've sometimes seen monday night football on mute because i do not care about the normal broadcast right. so screening. i'm I, playing on my phone and just look exactly. up for reactions to the play pretty much exactly so I decided, okay, I'm going to put the Eli Payton thing on uh, for week three. And it was funny. I think the thing I like about it is that it's just so candid. You get these natural reactions from them. And I think for the most part, now I don't know what it's like working behind this, but it, for the most part, they're just giving their own reaction. They're not having a producer in their ear like, oh, hey, make sure you mention this, say this, you know, whatever. Like I said, I don't know how it works, but I know that's a little about what goes on just because of stuff I've seen before. But yeah. it's just nice to just have a natural reaction, uh, natural reaction from two guys who get it, two guys who have definitely been there before, and the revolving uh, cast of guests is actually pretty good. This week they had Nick Saban, they had LeBron James, they had Matt Stafford who just came off a big win against Tampa and uh tom brady and then the last guest i'm trying to remember who it was i was asleep at this point because the game was such a dud but it was just it was just really good it's just like a really natural thing it's like okay i hear the music <laughs> so okay I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna stop that's it well thank you for recapping that tyler <laughs> Um, uh, we appreciate the. I was messing with you, man. Yeah, the I, breakdown you're, you're, analysis. You're long-winded, man. I, your attention to details there. Is oh, just, I know. You're just I going know. after it. Tyler, no, Tyler writes like a. Uh, Tyler speaks like a blog. That's the thing yeah. where he like everything he My has. My time to shine, baby. Yeah. yeah. Well, like you, you, we kind of you kind of set up everything we just kind of set up already. Yeah, and you um, gave us a breakdown of every single week. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but no, I get what you're saying, Tyler. Yeah, but um, it's 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 fun. It's kind of candid. I'm not completely in yet because of the game. I think that's why I was more willing. And even watching yesterday, I was kind of like, okay, they're really leaning into some of those things. I did like, you know, like when when Peyton was kind of freaking out over the Mike McCarthy stuff. Even when uh, Jalen Hurts scored that late touchdown. Mm -hmm. Peyton Manning's like, no, that was a crap play. That was just Jalen Hurts. Right. Or, or not even Jalen Hurts. That was Dak. It was the Dak Prescott, the last touchdown to really put it out of the reach. Mm -hmm. He's like, Mac McCarthy blew that call. That was Dak Prescott making something happen. Like, that was a horrible play call. Yeah. And he's like, why are they even going for it? It was three plays. You had no momentum. This is a dumb play. Just take the three. He's yeah. like, Dak saved that for Mike McCarthy. It was dumb. Right. But going back to what you said about, like, this will pop up in the future, it definitely will. It kind of already has. It's bound to it's happen. It's the Barstool model. It's like, you're watching people, and but it's different because Barstool, you can't, can't, see, you the can't see the game. But ESPN is has that ability to put the game up, too, and have the reaction. So I think if they fine-tune it, it's a great jumping-off point with Peyton and Eli. Two very familiar faces, two guys. The rapport's there. Right. Like Tyler said, the, the guests are going to bring in people. It's going to get your social media up because that's what I was doing the first two weeks. I was like, if it's good enough, I'll see it on Twitter. And it's funny because there seems to be sort of a back-and-forth duality with these because... Like the Peyton cast will met or the Manning cast will mention PFT and people from Barstool and yeah. Barstool will reference. Which I found interesting because ESPN the, and Barstool are kind of at odds. 
Yeah. So them bringing up PFT's like tweets towards Peyton and Eli mm -hmm. as like even really recognizing them was kind of right. interesting to me because you know how it's really divided it's, on those it's two. A, it's a strategic move because you realize that if you know what, if we can't fully defeat this, we might as well lean into it a little bit and have some fun. But uh, I, you know, I, I'm starting to enjoy it more. I had on the regular feed yesterday, but that was because I was doing some stuff and the game was on the background. And if the Manning cast is on, I'm probably going to sit down and kind of like, I want to hear what they have to say. Yeah. But the gameplay, it's just, you know, just you let it run by, well, you're cheering on the touchdown or like, whatever. I, I had, I, in, in almost a way that Tyler was talking about how he was or wasn't, he really doesn't pay attention to the normal broadcast. Yeah. At the end of the, yesterday's game, I was just listening to them on my phone. Literally, I was on, laying down, looking up at the ceiling, listening to them talk on my phone because the game right. was crap which is why i was you know kind of fine-tuned yeah. into it yeah it's funny though because you, i feel like the the love for it was growing mm -hmm. there's the football Definitely. heads that were really into it and like oh this is cool there was the people who didn't really get it i didn't really get it at the beginning i'm kind of you know coming around the corner yeah it sounds like we all kind of are well i i think that they're they're starting to figure out the recipe which is you know you let eli and peyton sort of lean into one another have be at odds and then you sprinkle in the guest so it's sort yeah. of like uh because and they pulled some big guests yesterday yeah. nick saban Huge. LeBron James, huge. Chris Long, not a big name, but he's well, a, a football guy. He's a podcaster, yeah. so he was really good on the mic. So yeah. he was really good. Nick Saban was in a dungeon. Quality wasn't that great, which sucked. <laughs> yeah. But um, LeBron was on there. You're going to get huge numbers whenever LeBron's anywhere. Um, yeah. And that's really going to, you know, nobody's and not average Joe isn't going to jump on. They're going to get big, big names because like, of Peyton. And, and like you mentioned, though, um, kind of like them trying to replicate the Barstow formula. I, I do legitimately think that this is the start of what we're going to be. We're just going to be overloaded with this because now that the ESPN has the yeah. NHL, we're going to have NBA games, we're going to have college games further down the line. And so I think that they're testing this out to see how it works, and then they're going to dip their feet in well, more if sports. if you think about it, they've already kind of started doing this for the big – they did it for the college football playoff, the national championship. They had, That's right. They had the game yeah. on four different channels where you could watch like Mina Kimes and the NFL Live crew and the college football on another channel yeah. and then the stat cast. They do that now with um, baseball a lot. They'll have a national televised game mm -hmm. and they'll have the side channel, whatever network it's on, with the stat cast where they're talking and they're just kind of not so much reactionary stuff, but it's a wholly diff totally different gear to what you're yeah, watching. So I agree. Um, well, we're all coming around to it. We're all like kind of feeling it. They're not going to be around for three weeks. I think they said the next game is yeah, like week uh, nine or something week like that. Seven. Oh, really? It's weeks. Yeah. yeah, they're off the next three weeks. They come back week seven. Have fun. Uh, it is going to be Saints-Seahawks that they are back. For. Right, and I think the Giants As the week this after moment, that. That could always think, be flexed. I think the Giants are the week after that. I think they want to oh, see how the numbers. The Giants are on Monday football. I yeah. think they want to see how the numbers react or how the numbers are, if they fluctuate or whatever, in the next couple of weeks, uh, and they kind of compare back when they return. Um, what? Gonna tell you right now, week eight is Giants Chiefs. That game is gonna be a slaughter. Yeah, oh, so man. gonna watch Eli Manning watch his old his old stomping grounds uh, just get murdered. By two two current last place teams going at it. Yeah. All right, let's talk about that because the Chiefs are one and two. Yep. We're gonna get it. okay. See you later, Monday Night Football. Eli Manning, by the way, double bird on ESPN. Nice. Kind, kind of a big thing. It's great. As it's kind you of should. Crazy. Kind of kind of wild wild westy. Another As reason why should. I might be coming around to it. But yeah. Kansas City Chiefs, yep. one and two. Justin Herbert, Chargers going to KC, come from behind late or put together a game-winning touchdown drive, pretty much essentially with like a minute or so, 45 seconds or so. Patrick Mahomes, Hail Mary, comes up short. One and two Chiefs, last place in the AFC West behind the Chargers, two and one. Raiders are three and oh. Um, just how you pictured it, right? Wow. Uh, I have a crazy stat. Broncos are three and oh, too. Oh, that's right. I f forgot about that. How could I forget about Teddy Two Gloves, Teddy Bridgewater? 
I mean, in their defense, and Tyler kind of touched on this, the Broncos have played basically Pop Warner football teams. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it wins a win, man. The, the, and I was going to know, man, the, the teams that they played combined 0 and 12. To I was going to uh, text you guys. I was like, uh, I'm fraud alert, full on fraud alert for the uh, Denver Broncos. Not buy, not buying them. I'm, I'm full on fraud alert for the Chiefs. Really? No. Of course but, not. But, but I'm just saying, there's something to it. So I saw a stat mm-hmm. 95 points given up in, in three games this year. The most in the league. I know that is a lot. Like, that is a lot of good. points when that you think about good. it. Because these games have ended in like and just dukes, like du- just duels. Like uh, it's Mahomes having to put the team yeah, on his back yeah. and just launching and, and you it downfield. Think back to, you think back to the Super Bowl. You think back to the Browns game. Yeah, like they've had to come back late a lot, and and, it, and it's come down to Mahomes having to do it. And you think back last week, he threw mm-hmm. an interception with like um, two minutes left in the game. Herbert went the other way, won the game. Mm-hmm. He threw an interception late against the Browns, I think, but yeah. um, Baker did the same thing. Right. Um, he mm-hmm. threw up on himself in the Super Bowl, albeit, yeah, he's running for his life. Nice. The Chiefs, man, I don't think they're as Im- immortal as who, a lot of people. Do we know who the defensive coordinator is for the team? It's not Bellamy's the offensive coordinator yeah. guy, right? Okay. The so enemy. The enemy, sorry. So the enemy has the offense working just fine, but I wonder who the DC is and if, uh, if there's been any changes because, uh, like you kind of touched on, the, the defense is letting up a lot of points, and Matthew's back, and that was supposed to be the thing that kickstart the defense in the right direction, like the leader's back. Yeah, Tyron you know, Matthew, yeah, he missed yeah. the f- week one, I think, because he had COVID or right. was on the COVID list, yeah, didn't the, get back in time to the start. The secondary was going to have everything down on lock, and that does not seem to be the case. But you know what? Why, I mean, while you look it up, it's important to, to give some recognition. The Chargers are oh, legit. S- Steve Spagnolo. Okay. Well, I mean, that's a name. He's not a buster. He's been around for a minute. Yeah, but I mean, something his teams either have been able to figure out how to crack that defense or the defense is just not as good and disciplined as people think they are. But uh, that being said, I think it's important to give recognition where recognition is deserved. And uh, it's time to, is it time to call the Chargers legit? I think it I, is. Yeah, definitely. I was, I mean, I picked them to win the division. That's right. You did. So, I mean, I'm all yeah, in on it. That's, right. that's a big win. That's a big statement yeah. win on the road. And I don't know. I think the 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 AFC we, we talked about NFC West, AFC West, right. best two divisions in in the league, mm-hmm. and they're they've shown that through three three weeks. You got the, the NFC West are killing it. The Rams just as good on the on down the hall at SoFi Stadium. Yeah. The Chargers, Denver Broncos. So we talked. I talked about um, or I mentioned the Chiefs giving up all those points, ninety five points in three games. Their saving grace is they've scored ninety two, so they're only minus three. So it's basically we're we're gonna run and gun, and hopefully we score more points than you. I mean, you could even go on a limb and say the Chargers arguably should be undefeated. Yeah, that, they got hosed. That, they they did get a little hosed during that Dallas game off of some uh, pretty odd calls. And so at the opposite end, we just talked about it. I know you said the Pop Warner teams zero and twelve, whatever. Yeah, but the Broncos only gave up twenty six points in three games. Like I get it; it's hard to right. not give up points in the NFL. Still, I, well, I'm not saying you okay. There can be you can have both things. You can have a really good offense. Sorry, a really good defense and maybe an overrated offense. I feel like the offense has been playing against some pretty weak defenses, but the defense for the Broncos does seem legit. If they're only allowing that many points, but uh, like you know, like we mentioned, they're what the the past couple points are two and twelve. Who have they played the first uh, the first couple weeks? Do you know by chance? They have beaten the Jets, the Jaguars, and the Giants. Arguably the three worst teams in the NFL. Hey, yeah, that really is the three hey, worst I'll, teams in the NFL. I'll give them one. The first two games were on the road. Okay, going that's on the road, fair. beating any team on the road is still a plus. You know, yeah, some kind I'm, of plus. You got to give them that. I'll give you that. And the fact that it seems that most teams that go to Jacksonville seem to struggle, and it's not, but they still win, but they still struggle because they got Jacksonville's their, literally in a swamp. It's because they got their mascot jumping off of uh, the, the the top of their stadium. Oh my god! Which, look, I, I mentioned this to you guys earlier. Can we please get a full stadium for Jacksonville? 
doing these stunts. I feel so bad that this man is putting his life on the line for a stadium that's so empty. Well, apparently, really, uh -huh. apparently, sorry, Randy, just real quick. Apparently, the guy, uh, I mean, I don't want to say the guy in the costume because, no, these are real mascots. These are real people. Of course. But Jackson. the guy in the, real people, yeah, kids. the air quote, and the guy in the costume air quote, apparently uh -huh. it was a wrestler from AEW, our friend Brett Bort from the Woody uh -huh. Show, mentioned that to me. And I was like, because there's a tie-in to the guy that owns the Jaguars, uh, what's his name, Shot Con or whatever. Yeah. He's a, has a huge tie-in with uh, oh, AEW. Right. So apparently the guy in the costume, air quotes, because mascots are real, yeah. um, Apparently he was an so AEW so wrestler, real? and I'm like, that makes a little more sense. But that's still, you can't pay me enough to jump off that. But I'm just saying, that's not like just some a rope to some keep college, me from falling to my death. Some college intern with like a game operations degree, yeah. not jumping off the top <laughs> deck of a stadium. Well, what's really funny is, I, and I, I forgot if it was the if it was the offensive lineman or the defensive player. I think it was the D line. Von Miller had like this D line camp where play, yeah. really like everyone came and they sort of like shared the secrets, and now it's sort of become like a big thing with different positions around the league. Yeah, tight end you. Yeah, tight end you. A similar thing has happened with NFL mascots so like NFL mascots will meet up in a location that's and they'll the one just, I want to go to they'll just I mean they'll chop it up I guess or show each other tricks I mean I don't really know what they talk it's about it's the most quiet convention yeah. ever they're just kind of yeah, I don't know what they talk about, but what I do know is that like it's probably really awkward for like the mascots that are actual people, like yeah. uh, the, not people in like costumes and stuff. You got the the, the redhead from the Fighting Irish. Yeah, it's kind of like, <laughs> hey. But it, what's really what's really interesting though is that I, I saw I listened to a podcast and they were talking about how there are mascots who get paid like legitimately fat cash, like the Colts mascot, the Broncos mascot, the, the Chiefs. No, I don't think the Chiefs have a have a mascot. What am I saying? They, they do. They it's do. that weird it's, looking. Oh, that's right. It's that weird. Like that's right. Yeah, he gets paid fat. Um, uh, obviously Jackson Jackson Deville gets paid really disgustingly fat. Also, Ooh, and then everybody else gets paid like you know like whatever. But those are the main guys. Like there are main couple of mascots who get paid like legitimate. Like imagine, fat salaries. Imagine being like, I think, uh, I think the Bills is like Billy Bison or something like yeah. that. He's just this blue big ball of fur. That's and right. You think he's in Buffalo, thinking like, damn. I hope one day I'm a uh, rampage. I can work be well, into being rampage it, over for the Rams. It's always really funny because you look at like, like us as guys in radio. Some some people, not all the time. Like we kind of have our finger on like what goes on trade wise. Like we yeah. know guys, stations or whatever. Like oh, I heard so and so. Mascot like, exactly. Email. Like I wonder if like mascots are like, damn. You know what that. Jackson Deville, man, he is good, bro. Oh, dude, you, you just came over from L.A. Yeah, dude, I used to work. Uh, I used to work with the uh, Rampage over there. Yeah. You know, the, the Ram mascot. Because if you think about it, like if you're a college mascot and you graduate, like what what you could, I, I'm assuming dabble. Did you guys in ever being get mascots. in a mascot costume? Ah, uh, no. I was a. I, was I always in a, wanted to though. I was in a night costume for a high school pep rally once. Really? Nice. Night, yeah. That sounds pretty fun. It was pretty lame. <laughs> I mean, it sounds my, fun my in theory. Mascot, lame well, AF, dude. well, mascot costumes sound fun in theory, but then like when you really break it down and you look at like the BYU Cougar who's doing like backflips and dunks, it's like what, what like how, like, like how if, do you even do that? If you're the BYU Cougar, do uh -huh. you is that like your peak? You're like I'm not gonna I'm not going to the NFL because this is this is my this is my role. I'm, oh, I'm the BYU Cougar. It's funny you mentioned that. Oh my god. Oh my god. I think it was the either the BYU Cougar or oh my god somebody no. That's right. It was the ASU Sun Devil. Ooh. So Arizona State, shout out Forks Up, you know the vibes. Um, uh, Arizona State's original mascot recently passed away, I think like a couple months ago. It might have been last year. I saw it on a, a newsletter, and people made a really big deal about it because he was the OG, mm -hmm. and they interviewed his uh, his god uh, his granddaughter, and she was talking about like how honored we are for him to be like, you know, to have the heritage that he has, which, you know, rest in peace, of course, but I just think it's so crazy how like 
he's Harold as being the the mascot the guy, like, like Forky or something. Like you never like Sparky. Like you never you never venture away from that. So Sparky. So I'm sure like I'm sure there's like alumni dinners for oh, old dude. BYU mascots. You know, you, you know, rest in peace, the real animal mascots, Uga and you yeah. Know, you know, the there's a, like a mascot group chat going around. Like, dude, oh, you see you saw 100%. what you saw what Jackson did and Jackson well, pops I, I in. I showed like, you I showed you a picture the other day of like the Pac-12. Uh, the Pac-12 mascot summit or whatever. It's like the Cardinal mm-hmm. tree and then the Bruin stupid. and then they're all the standing there. Cardinal tree. And <laughs> but I, I feel more nervous for the guys who have to be mascots in real life, like the USC Trojan or the Florida State Seminole. Yeah. Like you have to Getting know carried. what you're Does doing. Does the Trojan still carry a sword? I think so. That's pretty cool. I believe so, yes. I, pretty I, dope. I think the most terrifying one, though, is uh, University of Colorado uh, when they have to run with that the buffalo, that actual the buffalo. Bison. Or uh, oh no, then you have Oklahoma with Boomer Sooner. That one time it flipped, <laughs> flipped over. over. Yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty crazy. Pretty indicative Anytime of the you season. Bring in like a real, a real live animal is pretty is pretty intimidating. I think uh, <laughs> like, didn't didn't Bevo uh, the the Longhorn from Texas almost attack Ugo? Yeah, like that? yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. it was like probably like two or three years ago. How? They were playing in like I thought it might be like ATD Stadium or something like yeah. that. Yeah, and, it was so stupid. I remember watching it and I was like, I was like, why would you why would you get a terrified English bulldog near this two ton? Bovine that yeah. just pissed off to be there made no because like you could tell the Longhorn was like what is this thing what the hell Why are you, you know rolly uh, maybe he did horns down in front of his face Stupid. I don't know oh my god all yeah. right well I knew yeah. that was gonna happen you know, know. mascots always halfway through that I was like off. gonna hit it I was like okay let's get out of this because right. this, I know the second we start talking mascots it's off the rails but whatever the Chiefs I don't think are are immune to yeah. losses this year they're not I think teams figured them out. It's Chiefs funny. have the same record as the Falcons. Super Bowl contenders confirmed. There you go. And it's funny because it's like people are like, oh, they're going to get their best shot no matter what. It's like, guys, they lost last year. Right. The Buccaneers and, won in the Super Bowl. And they, it's and it's important to know, too, that while there is plenty of season left, if there's anything that's being indicative is the fact that these guys have let up a lot of points. And you can't even stand on them and be like, well, eventually they're going to find somebody who's going to match them and make them pay for that. Right. They already did. So and they, they got, lost. So they got to start winning to keep pace in the AFC West real that's quick. Right. Great radio, great podcast stuff. Let's run through the schedule. Let's do it. I think they're taking on the Eagles in next. Philly. Yeah, in Philly. Um, that's Tra- trap game. Maybe, but uh, you know what? Phil- if there's anything I learned from watching Philadelphia, the on the Monday night game, it's it's it goes way deeper than what it actually yeah. is. Oh, there's yeah. so many problems they need to address. Their head coach Sirianni kind of looks like a goob to me. He does. It's just <laughs> some people just have coaches looks to them. Sirianni doesn't really have yeah. that much of a look the to him. Unbuttoned polo, kind of little man boobish. Yeah, looks the like, beat Dallas shirt. Yeah, he has a has like his popped collar during the pregame. Kind of yeah. look, kind of look like somebody's uncle that just kind of. St- remember how we made fun of uh, Budenholzer, how he said right, his name for the right. Bucks? Like whose dad just coached this team to an NBA title? He, it's like whose uncle just stumped, like a hey, coach couldn't show up. Whose that, uncle? That's exactly whose uncle gets toss on the headset? So what you're basically saying is that he looks like a native of Philadelphia. He does. Yeah. It yeah, looks yeah. like it looks like a random guy from Philly who won like a sweepstakes hey, contest who was like like drink the most amount of beer in Philadelphia and you get to become the head coach for a season. You, you, you can if you can convert this 35 yard field goal that we set up in this lot, you could go stand on the sideline. If you win this Philly cheesesteak eating contest, you get to be the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles for one season. Let's see how you do. Save some money on costs. Right. You know? So okay, so I mean, we could put trap game in air quotes. I don't know. I don't. I don't win. There's no way. Josh Gordon. Also, we ha- we've made it this far. I haven't haven't mentioned him. Josh Gordon going to be signing with him if he already hasn't. Mm. Practice squad to start. will be on the roster eventually. I'm assuming he won't make it by the end of this week. Josh Gordon has been I'm a sure he's active NFL player. His he has been quote unquote in the NFL for a little over a decade, and I think eight, no seven, no six of those years has been suspended. 
Yeah. So he's I mean, spe- he's been suspended five different times for the weed. I know. Um, last time he played, 2019 for the Seahawks. Um, he probably, yeah, like I said, he probably won't be on the roster for the Eagles game this weekend because he's right. got to work his way through the practice squad, getting game shape. I'm assuming. Um, but I'm assuming he will be ready and ready to go for next week's game when the Bills come to Kansas City to play on Sunday Night Football. I'm sure he's just happy to be there in high spirits, if you will. If we really break this down, though, like looking forward onto the Chiefs' schedule, let's just say in a crazy world, this is a trap game, and somehow the Eagles pull this off, dude. That means their rebound game to a three-game losing streak is, is the Buffalo Bills, Buffalo, the yeah. Red Hot Buffalo Bills. Which, by the way, I just want to talk about um, real quickly. That week one, I'm totally writing off as a dud, false, fake. The Steelers yeah. suck. Big Ben is week a fragile ones, old man. Week ones don't count. They caught they caught Josh Allen on his preseason week because yeah. they've looked so good. I think they put up like 86 points in three games or something like that or two game since. Right. Uh, 35-0 against the Dolphins. 40-something against the uh, Washington football team last Look, week. Everyone knows week one is imaginary. Yeah. It's pretend. <laughs> it's fake. Like, hey, guys, we're just playing pretend. You know that, right? So, yeah, let's say, okay, let's say they beat the Eagles. They get they get over, which they should. Even it up. Two and two on the year going into week five. They lose to the Bills. They're now two and three. And who knows what the Chargers, Raiders, and Broncos are doing over that time. They're still under 500 going in week six. I don't know, man. Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, bust. I think that's just you talking because you have another really high draft pick under center. Yeah, you know, Josh Allen, MVP season, still loading. All right. Um, <laughs> well, did you see that recently they uh, released the odds that uh, the odds are always fluctuating? Well, beginning of the season was the Bucs who were the favorite to win. Yeah. Now the Rams are the favorite to win. Well, yeah, the Rams. I mean, the Rams look good, dude. I know. That the entire Rams, division looks phenomenal. The Rams look really good. Yeah, you got Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. They're undefeated. The Rams are undefeated. The Seahawks are... Teetering hey, on I still don't buy mayhem. Them. I still don't buy them. Yeah. So and then the 49ers, they just lost to the Packers, which uh, which by the way was another great game on a primetime slot. Uh-huh. Uh, apparently only 35 seconds is needed for also, Aaron Rodgers to go. I, the game. I would like to argue before uh, we might as well move to this game because we're gonna be talking about this game anyway. We'll do this weird sort of direction. I'm gonna take over here right now. Oh, okay. My big point of contention in this is how much of a homer. NBC is for the San Francisco 49ers and just pooping all over Aaron Rodgers. I like how Aaron had 37 seconds on the clock to lead the team downfield. And the graphic that they show... No timeouts, by the way. That's right, Tyler. No timeouts. And the graphic they show below him is Aaron Rodgers is 4-12 and 12 in situations where his team is losing with under a minute in the fourth quarter. Well, you got to look at that. I Honestly, I was like, wow, they won. But then I remembered it's Aaron Rodgers. And I don't see... I'd even, I wasn't even thinking field goal. I'm like... Aaron Rodgers is going to heave in. They're going to get another Hail Mary touchdown and walk it off like he's done so many times in the past. But it's just, to me, it's so astounding when you see these sort of scenarios and you realize just how good Aaron Rodgers is, especially after you have, what, days, let's argue weeks, where people are on the brink of saying Aaron Rodgers is washed up and he just don't have it. I feel bad for Jimmy G. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. I don't... Jimmy get, G has sacrificed so much to be a starting quarterback, and he kind of has almost like a Tyrod Taylor effect, which is every time he gets the opportunity, something just goes wrong. And he's like not really good, but he's like he's not good. bad either. And he's maybe you know? it's like there was this big lore about him because he was on behind Tom Brady, and he yeah, finally but got so out. was so was Jacoby Brissett. And he got the starting job, and then he got hurt, and the, but the 49ers were still good. Think about every quarterback that was behind Tom Brady. You have Matt Castle, you have uh, nice. Jacoby Brissett. Uh, nice. Jimmy Jimmy Guwap, um, and best. that's pretty much all I can think of right now at the top of my head. 
And it's just these, I mean, three good examples for yeah, you to try to make out here. These guys, these guys haven't panned out yeah. the way that people think they would. And that's what I've been saying. And I said last week and I got flack for it, which is we need to stop the whole BS of having a young quarterback be a year behind some veteran either they got it or they don't got it. And I think we saw that during this weekend with some matchups. And yeah, we definitely saw it because I feel like every rookie QB in the AFC East blows. Oh, my God. Dude. Talk about a rough week. Dude, holy crap. Mac Jones blows. Zach Wilson blows. I know. Well, Zach Wilson just has a really bad situation because he's stuck with the New York Jets, and that that alone is one of those situations where you know it's going to take a little bit I more was than happy just a few Matt changes. Jones finally threw what four interceptions in a game, so everybody could pull off his nutsack for a little bit, which I think might benefit him though because now he won't have as much pressure because now he's with the what zero and three zero and one and two. I think, oh, yeah. The Jets won a game? Oh, no, I thought, I thought no, you saw No, the Jets card. are 0-3. Yeah, the Jets are 0-3, right. and then the rest of the division 1-2, and two, and then Bills are 2-1. I mean, the Bills really have this to run away because oh, the, the Pats do not seem to have any life no. in them. It's going to take a minute before they're even competent. The Jets are still the Jets, and the Dolphins, Shout Los, out. Los Dolphines, have no QB for the next couple Shout weeks. Shout out to Shannon Sharp for throwing out the... If Cam Newton was QB, the Patriots would be 3-0, hot take earlier oh, today. I don't, I don't know about Jesus that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Shout out to Shannon Sharp because, you know... Not going to say it, but wrong. Wrong. <laughs> uh, maybe a little pointed. Okay, you know what? Since we're talking about guilty pleasures, this thing's pretty much going off the rails, but uh, guilty pleasures, I will say my guilty pleasure. Are we talking oh, about guilty pleasures? Well, no, because you talk about how you love the fact that Wilson threw for four interceptions. Okay. I'm just going to go ahead and assume it's a guilty pleasure. My guilty pleasure was the fact that uh, Justin Fields took nine sacks over the weekend. Oh, yeah. And what the defense, the offense contributed to what less than 60 yards of offense during the entire game like are you kidding We're me so he he had 40 something i believe passing yards but because of all the sacks he took he netted one passing yard yep. for the entire that's game. right <laughs> there was a i forget which uh broadcaster it was on espn going into the Monday Night football game yeah um somebody said the number one on his jersey was for the amount of yards he accounted for throwing oh, my oh god, god. Yeah. dude he had like ne- he had negative 20 yards because of all the sacks he had because yeah, he kept miles he kept, garrett said uh, i think four and a half uh brown's record wow yeah, four and a half sacks for him well i feel four and a half of the nine i feel just chipper and happy because right. it looks like the packers right. are gonna take the real nfc quick, north real quick since we're just throwing stuff out there right? before, yeah. before we talk a little kicking here this is a um, fun, fun little layout. guys that don't got it. Let's just throw it out there. Okay, Justin Fields don't got it. Don't got it. Uh, Jalen Hurts. I think I think that one's more. Mad okay, no, yeah, no, sure. no, 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 no. I, I, okay, kind of. But uh, as I do have some friends who live in Chicago, and they're about as pissed as you can imagine. Oh, dude, yeah. But it seems to be that most they're just mad at the, at the ownership because they're like, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, I could agree with that. They're like, okay, Nagy didn't work out. Tressman didn't work out. Lovey Smith didn't work out. Like all these coaches it, seem to not work it's out. Crazy because. Nagy survived Trubisky. I know. And is doing the same thing with uh, Justin Fields. And it's like, I hate to talk good of the Bears and like what they need to fix, but it's there's so many issues going on. Your offensive line is well, incompetent. Isn't, the, isn't their owner like George Hallis's kid who's like 98? Yeah, he wants to move the team, I think, like 20 miles outside of Chicago. Which is which is like I don't know why I, for some weird odd reason, but it's just one of those things where the, what benefits the Packers, ironically enough, and I know you guys give me so much crap because you're like, oh, you care about the owners and all this stuff, but you've got the Bears who have some pretty not smart owners, but then arguably the only ownership that's even more oh I know incompetent than the, the the Cincinnati Bengals is the uh, the Detroit Lions because one of the oldest descendants of the Ford family is still running it. I think she's like what ninety eight. Yeah, old man she walked she walked out onto the field to uh i think give megatron some sort of award i think it was that no no it's his hall of fame induction thing hall of fame induction for megatron and the entire stadium 
just mercilessly I don't know if booed I could, her. I don't know if I could boo an old lady. I can. I, mean, I could easily. I could easily, and it's probably fun because <laughs> think about all the crap Detroit's gone through. You can you can argue that oh Chicago's been through so much. Detroit is the city that has been the most supportive of the toughest teams. They went zero and sixteen. They had Joe Kitna as their starting guy. Dan Orlovsky was used to be the dude in the city of Detroit. They have yet to get someone to really save them. So you know what, my heart. Like I don't even Joey take. Harrington? I don't even take pleasure in Detroit losing. I feel bad. Like I want them to win. You know, I think the only team I wouldn't feel bad for is Minnesota because I don't like those guys. But uh, that's look, besides it's, the fact. It, look, going, going back to the old lady thing, let me impersonate Detroit fan here. Um, <laughs> boo, you suck. Your team is horrible. The team will be better off when you're dead. Ouch. Well, <sighs> considering your track record with Sword well, and a few Tyler, other people, I'm Tyler sure that's about the corner. Tyler just talked about her, so nope. that's pretty much the Grim Reaper's touch right there. <laughs> Stay close to her, please. Yeah. By the way, how's your uh, the how's your Bears tattoo doing, Randy? Uh, it's doing all right, okay. but uh, it's gonna be a lot better when the Packers win the Super Bowl. Now. <laughs> but uh, you know, I mean, we've we've had like I mean, we've been calling different parts of this podcast different segment ideas. But what about a wellness check on the Falcons? How are they doing? I mean, they pulled a, they pull a dub out of their butt, but I mean, they're we still won luck. a game. It was ugly. While Eli Manning was getting inducted on the field, the Giants booed their owner, so it was really just a collective effort all around. I love it. But, you know, a win's a win. Same record as the Chiefs. Like I said, Super Bowl tender, contenders confirmed. Didn't uh, Young Kuku seal the game with the, with the kick? Uh, he did. Young Wei Ku sealed it with a game winning kick i believe it was his first ever game winning kick so <laughs> okay well let's just use this as a segue here because young hoy young Hueku, i think is how you young pronounce Hueku? it young Hueku because it's spelled Hueku? ho and i don't think <laughs> young, young Hueku. Hueku. okay so you say that was that ah, was his first game winning <laughs> kick which makes a ton of sense because he was the kicker for the chargers when he missed like four game winning yeah, kicks that was tough. like two or three years ago that was tough. so that makes a lot of sense sticking with kicking over the weekend Justin Tucker, probably the funniest kicker, the most, I mean, that's the one, he's the kicker that gets the most pub. Yeah. Because I'm, ass- right. I'm assuming, they're like goalies, I'm assuming, kickers. They're weird. They're a little, little loopy. They're kind of off doing their own thing whenever they're, you know, on, yeah. hey, personal drills, you're out with a net yeah. by yourself. Same just, thing with goalies. Hey, personal drills, goalie in a net, <laughs> kicker in a net. You're just kind of there by yourself talking. Justin Tucker's a funny dude. He, he's every year, he's good for a good quote. He's funny after games. He kicked a 66-yard field goal to beat... The Lions, the said aforementioned Lions, um, salt in the wound. Sorry, Detroit. 66 yarder. I know there was some funny business to get him there. Whatever. I don't really care about who won the game. The Ravens won. Whatever. 66 yarder by Justin Tucker to get there. And then on the same weekend, uh, this is the only reason. This is the only reason I would devote time to kicking. So we had that crazy, crazy uh, 66 yarder field goal to win by Justin Tucker. Earlier in the day, we had a kick six in the Jaguars-Cardinals game when Jamal Agnew, what a name, uh, returned Matt Prater's kick from the, I think it was a 68-yarder. Oh, my gosh. So another another long one. Uh, Matt Prater kicked it for the Cardinals. He caught it at the 109-yard mark, returned it the other way. This is the funny thing about this for me. So it's one of the only, it's the only record that will never be broken, I think, in, in sports. No way. Because you can't you can't break it. No way. 110 yards, like it's physically impossible. 110 yards is out of bounds. There was it's been done one time. I think I think it was Cromartie for the Chargers. Right. Same thing. I think and, it's I think it's been done three three times or whatever. I think, think Agnews was I, the third. It's so I think funny. Ed Reed returned an interception. Yeah. yeah. I watched I, every single time a play like this has occurred of it being like the longest play in NFL history. I've seen the games. I remember watching. It was the Chargers. 
Vikings the first time. Yeah. And then I remember watching the second time, and then I saw this over the weekend. So yeah. how crazy and is so that? And it's shades of Auburn, Alabama. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and the Iron Bowl. Auburn's going to win the football game! Auburn's going to win the football game! Auburn's going to win the football game! That's one of my favorite sports highlights ever. Me too. Anytime it comes to, across Twitter, Instagram, I watch it at least four yeah. times. I love that. Because you got it's the Iron Bowl, packed house. Right, fans everywhere going nuts. This one, this one was in Jacksonville, so there wasn't as many well, the, fans. Well, this is remnants, and I sent this to Tyler literally today. Uh, I think today is the thirteenth year anniversary or the ten year anniversary of when Lane Kiffin uh, tried out. Uh, oh yeah, s- s- Sebastian uh, Janikowski to kick like what a seventy three yard field goal against the wind, seventy six yard field goal against the wind. Yeah, I saw and, that video, and they got fired two days later. Yeah, so you know, Lane Kiffin. I mean, yeah, gotta got love him, but. This was uh, a kick to win the game, like when we talk about Tucker, but this was in a dome too. Yeah. So like, imagine if you were outside with the wind, you could have arguably kicked further. And he's got a leg, and, it, and of course, I, I missed the the the, the punchline here is literally it, it hit the crossbar and bounced up and through. Yeah. So it was about Man. as close to not getting there as Top you could. About depressing, seeing those uh, those Lions fans throw their hands up like we won. Yeah, there's some and good then the kick goes in. There's some good uh, fan reaction videos from in the stands with just reaction <laughs> to misery. Although you could argue that the, the the lines did kind of get robbed, sort of because of that. They totally uh, got screwed. Yeah, that that, totally that delay, yeah. that delay game call. I kind of mentioned it. Called. There was this probably shouldn't have happened, but again, I really don't care who won the game, how we got there. Yeah. Sixty-six yarder to win but, the game, no matter how you got there, is right, pretty crazy. Right, and, and I think now we can sort of put to rest the losing in a Giants way and replace it with losing in a Lions way. Very because true. Because that seems to be really the worst way to lose. Shout out Jared Goff. Shout out to Goff. All right, and real quick, before we get to our picks, recap last week's, look ahead to this week's. Yep. Um, I know Tyler is sitting on a joke. There was a lot of sad people in the in the stands at the Detroit game. I guess you could say there's a lot of sad Ford Cobras out there. There you go. On what? to picks. <laughs> That's a car, Randy. I know That's it's a, a car, car. Okay. but I'm sorry. There, there weren't snakes at the stadium, so what? It's a Ford Cobra, Ford... Detroit, Ford, yeah. Ford Field. There's a Ford Stadium, Ford Field, whatever it's called. Right. Ford Cobra, Sad Cobras. You never heard of the Surrender Cobra? Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. God. All right. Ah, there you oh, go. I enjoyed a, it. I enjoyed it, You son of a gun. That's the only reason I teed you up, because I enjoyed it. son of a... That's all right, Tyler. I like how you guys miss I'm my tipping, Josh I'm tipping my... You can't see this, Eric. Like I'm tipping my cap to you. Yeah. The respect, Jeter the respect, gift. The respect, Jeter um, gift. All right. Picks. So, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, there is a new leader... Never... In... The clubhouse. In doubt. And Randy overtook. <laughs> Randy overtook the tailgater quarter over the weekend with a flawless four no record, and I won't. Flawless I won't victory. Ignore Tyler. I will give him his due. Credit when credit yeah. is due. He also went four no this weekend with a Rams pick, Cowboys pick, Packers pick, and a Panthers pick. Damn, the Panthers game feels like a year and a half ago. That feels so long ago. Yeah, it was a while back. Also, a huge dud. Yeah, another yeah. So I mean, I guess uh, the the. Eagles Cowboys game wasn't the first crappy primetime game, but hey, Sam Darnold's winning. That look at that. I would like to say before we move on though, a uh, a leech alert. Uh, Tyler completely leeched on my picks, and uh, he's no, taking all the credit. Stop thinking it! He's no, hot-ish. even no, though I no. was the one that stood firm with these picks, and Tyler was like, "You know what? I'm going to join Team Randy and go against okay. the quarter." I'll, I'll, go, I'll, I'll go, tell you what. I will go first this week. Yeah, we'll go okay, Tyler fine. first. All right, fine. We'll go yeah, Tyler perfect. first. Perfect. The quarter always goes last because I don't want you guys picking against the quarter. Just try to gain Stupid ground. Yeah. Um, so Tyler will go first this week. So Fair last enough. week, results are in, and like I mentioned, Randy is leading with a ten and two record. Tailgater quarter nine and three. Myself, very mediocre at six and six, and Tyler pulling ahead of me now, eight and four. So cellar dweller over yeah. here. Um, this weekend's games, 
like I said, every week, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to do the Thursday night game, the Sunday night game, Monday night game, and one of the premier games from Sunday morning or Sunday good. afternoon, whatever one we decide. So we'll start with Thursday night. Another great, so uh, you know what? Maybe, you know, the whole primetime game, really living up to it. We got the Bengals and the Jaguars. Oh, Thursday night football, baby. Honestly, is it? A, wait, who's who's the home team? Is it the, Cincinnati. Cincinnati? Okay, that's an easy pick for me. Yeah, I mean, it probably is yeah. because of how it is. You know, I mean, it's just it's a very easy pick when you just kind of look at paper. It could get a little wonky. The Bengals are playing good. Jamar Chase, Jamal Chase, is it Jamar or Jamal? I think it's Jamar Chase. Um, he's playing he, him. The LSU connection with him and Burrow is good. The O line problem hasn't been as bad as we all thought it it'd be. Not. But hey, who knows? And then we get to see Trevor Lawrence. Whatever. That's first pretty, time. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, Lawrence and uh, Lawrence and Burrow on the same field. Yeah. So I mean, the storylines are there. Whether or not it's a good football game, that's going to be left. Yeah. You know, that, left that, to be that is true. Short week for both teams. Wow. Urban Meyer and the Jags going zero and four potentially. Talk about crazy. I do love. Uh, I think we mentioned this uh, a few weeks ago, but I do love the. Uh, PSA that the Jacksonville Jaguars put out. I know. Telling fans, be patient. Three weeks in and your head coach is already saying, hey guys, don't kill me. Tyler is going first this week. So go ahead, Tyler. So this will be the first time these guys have played each other since the 2019 National Championship game for college football. Oh, wow. Oh, crap. You know, Uh, I thought about the college connection, but I totally forgot to bring that up. So that was Clemson... That was Clemson LSU, LSU right? in that game, and, and that LSU was, just that was yeah. Him. Joe Burrow smacked around. Oh, there you go, dude. That's gonna be the storyline all yep. game, all, all the game. graphics, all the graphics. Remember the the gangster ass Joe Burrow uh, video of him smoking a cigar? Oh my in god! Championship? Oh hell yeah! It's, I mean, if anything, come for the flashbacks. I right? can already see the Bleach Report <laughs> Photoshop video of him smoking that uh, oh, that Jacksonville dude. pack. As far as the pick goes, I think the easy pick right here is the Bengals. Uh, Jacksonville just doesn't look there yet. And, and here's the thing, too. They're showing some flashes, like a little bit here and there, but they have yet to make it consistent. I don't think they do it here. I think Cincinnati realizes they're a team on the rise. If Jacksonville was at home, I would maybe consider this a trap game for Cincinnati, but the Bengals are at home, so I'm going to go ahead and pick the Bengals here. All right, Randy? I'm going to go ahead and uh, pick the safe pick as well. I'll make it short and sweet. I think the Bengals are the safe pick and the obvious pick. Um, I'm kind of kicking myself in the behind because I knew I should have picked the Bengals to win the division, and I didn't. But hindsight is twenty twenty, and I got the eh, I got the Bengals. I wouldn't game. go too crazy with them winning the division. It is up for grabs. I feel. I don't know. I like how I like how they're playing. The Browns are, are the Browns. I picked the Browns. The Browns are going to win. The Steelers. Like I, like I said earlier, Big Ben looks Good. like a, an aging oak tree. How does it that Big Ben lost weight and got slower? Dude, you guys saw that where the turf monster grabbed him the other yeah. day, shovel pass, ate uh, it, fell on his face. Man. Okay, I'm going to, yeah, again, nothing fancy here. Going Cincy. Um, it'd be cool. Honestly, I really don't care. But it'd be cool if Jacksonville does win because, you know, I like the drama. I like the chaos. So I'm going to go Cincy. Do it for Jackson DeVille. We're going to, yeah, dude, hopefully we get some cool, like, stunts. Oh, wait, it's in Cincinnati. Never mind. I was like, if it's in oh, Jacksonville, yeah. at least we get some shots of the pool. Because they got the pool in their stadium. And then at least maybe we'll get a cool mascot cutaway with him jumping off a stadium roof. But it's in Cincy. Probably some weird... Do they have a mascot of Bengal? Um, no, but I can guarantee you they will show us some Skyline Chili because they oh, do it yeah, all the time. That's true. Another one of those stupid-ass regional <laughs> intricacies. All right, quarter time. I'll try um, Home team, heads, Bengals, away team, tails, Jaguars. Here we go. Rawr! Cause it's, get it because it's two like felines playing Heads. against one another. Shut up, Randy. Shut up. Ah, oh, damn. Cincy, the, oh, the quarter man. knows. Well, the quarter gets it. The quarter's not, the quarter the quarter's not dumb. 
All right, we mentioned the NFC West earlier in the podcast. They're going to be our our fourth game, our premier game. I guess there's no really primetime slot for it. We're going to go with the Rams hosting the Cardinals, two 3-0 teams. Ooh. Really good. I, it could be a shootout. Um, I feel like, you know, I mean, both teams are putting up points. Yeah. That, that's not a... Uh, that's not a secret. So um, the Rams are four and a half point favorites mm-hmm. over under 54 and a half points. So that okay. goes to show you exactly right. where the line's at. Uh, Tyler, go first. So for this game, I was looking back at the Cardinals schedule. Cardinals, okay, they shut down the Titans in week one. But like we all said earlier, week one apparently was just a throwaway. They barely squeaked by the Vikings week two. And I still said, you know what? I'm sold on them. No, they let the Jaguars hang around too much in week three. I'm dialing back on being sold on them as much. I got the Rams in this one. I think they show the Cardinals who they really are, and I think the Cardinals get exposed. Okay, Randy. So I did mention last week that was going to be a big game. Rams taking on the Bucks. The Bucks cross-country travel is going to be tough for them. That being said, the Rams do look good. However, I'm going to go and put my eggs in the Cardinals basket oh. because I do oh. think – I do, it's not that I don't think both these teams aren't like – they're not. They're both very good quality teams, and while the Cardinals yeah. have sort of uh, did sort of struggle these past couple games, it's definitely going to be a different look of offense for the Rams to take on because Kyler Murray really is always playing on X Games mode and seems to be a literal video game player. And when you really think about it, and you break this down with these, uh, with the exception of the Buccaneers, they played the Colts and the Bears, so not really two very good teams. So this is definitely going to be a good way to uh, sort of you know measure where yeah. the Rams are at. And uh, I feel like this will be definitely a game for the cards to, to want to take it's away. It's a measuring from them, so. stick game for sure. Absolutely. That's the term. That's the term. It's measuring the, stick. It's game. the measure game of the week. You know, you so, want to uh, see where you stack up against the, the best of the best. And the NFC West is probably the best. And the Rams are probably the best in the division, which is why I'm picking the Rams. Okay. It's fair. Look, like the, the Rams are a great team, obviously, yeah. but every Dude, team. They've looked so good. I've watched them, well, I mean, three times now. You know, yeah. here in LA, I watch it most, most games, them and the Chargers, they split screen yeah. for the afternoon slots, whatever. Um, Dude, I don't know. I don't see Cooper Cup is a bad man, dude. Cooper Cup is a bad oh, man, but so you have to good. remind you have to remember too who the Cardinals have on their offense. They've got AJ Green, they've got D Hop, and their defense is nothing yeah. is nothing no, to, I get it. to laugh at either. But, this is gonna be a great game regardless. Yeah. JJ Watt, Tyler's boy. On I mean, arguably, man, I would even say that this should be the primetime game and not the uh not the Bucks. Yeah, uh, we'll we'll get there, but pass. there's no we, way we will get to that in a second. There's no way Bucks going I know. to New Englanders I know. not. I they, know. That could be that could be a, a, the New England JV team, and they're still televising that game yeah, just for that return. That's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, so we got uh, Rams for myself and Tyler. You have the Cardinals. So for the quarter, again, squawk. home team, Rams, heads, away team, Cardinals, tails. Here we go. Squawk, squawk. Chirp, chirp, I mean. That is, it's in the shadow, heads. Heads, Rams. Rams, right. I like Damn the it. odds, baby. One against three. That's just how I like it. Let's see if I got the. Let's see if my, my hot streak continues. <laughs> okay, Sunday night football. We just mentioned it a little bit. Buccaneers. Tommy boy. Tom Brady no, returning to his old stomping ground. Foxborough. This is not fair. Gillette Stadium as a f- Super Bowl champion with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's a new right. banner, not in Gillette Stadium that he's risen. Tyler, go first. This isn't even fair. All right, so this one, uh, this one's very cut and dry. I got the Bucks winning. I got the Bucks actually destroying New England. Yes, I understand New England has a rookie quarterback. However, I think he will put up some numbers this game. Tampa's uh, defense in the first three games of the season has already given up over 1,000 passing yards. Not great. Um, But here's the real story, and here's the real reason why it's going to be on Sunday Night Football. 
Tom Brady is 68 yards away from breaking the record that Drew Brees just set a That's couple right. years ago in total passing yards. It's going to happen. This is going to be the final memory of Tom Brady for Patriots fans everywhere. And it's it's a no-brainer. I got sports. Bucks sports are poetic, man. I have, a, I have a buddy of mine that that's our running joke. It's too poetic. If it's poetic and it's sports, it's going to happen. Like, well, how does this line up? Like, yeah. I get maybe, maybe somewhere, someone in the NFL offices that's putting together a schedule, or maybe they went to a, a stats guy. Hey, this is Drew Brees' number. Right. Project where Brady could hit this, and then we'll plop a, a Patriots game yeah. right there and hope. You know, but then again, the divisions had to have lined up. So this has had to have been That's a motion right. for a little bit. So I guess this really was all for chance. But um, yeah, it's poetic it justice. Works. Brady going in, setting the passing record against his thing, a final send off goodbye. The ovation will probably be through the roof. I know yeah. he, I know he said he doesn't expect a, a ovation. But dude, come on, it's Boston, yeah. dude. They, I can get to you right now. When he breaks the record, he's gonna get yeah. at least a ten minute standing ovation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. people it, need to stop be... that whole sort of narrative that he's gonna get booed. No way. No, yeah. They're, yeah, it's it's guys, I get I get Boston mass holes or mass holes for a reason. Yeah. But it's Tom Brady, dude. He could go and rape and pillage and he'd still be like getting kids named after him. Randy, you're up. We don't encourage that, by the way. Yeah, don't don't go rape and pillage, Tom. Weird transition. Um yeah. <laughs> Make him a point. Very bad things, and he could still be, you know, hey, my first name is Tom. I think they. I mean, I hate to say it because because the whole leech thing, but it's an obvious sort of pick. There's no way. There's just no way the Bucks are going to lose to the uh, the Pats. No, no way. No. Plus the 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 Tampa Bay's coming off a loss. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah. No Tommy, way. Tommy, Tommy boy. No way. He's going to go get some clam chowder, I, and it's no, going to be it's going to be a smackdown. I'm predicting like thirty points, yeah. thirty plus points. It is interesting to see Bill Belichick finally starting kind of like circling back, like oh, you know, talking about him. He's kind of forced to because that's who he's playing. You know, that's yeah. his thing. I don't talk about who I'm playing. Right. Kind of forced to, but it's kind of funny. It's going to be interesting. Hug it out. Do they hug at any point of the game? Is there a no. an embrace? No hug, Tyler. No, I, I think at the very end. I think. The well, I, you know what? Yeah. I think they'll hug just to avoid. The, they got it. The they convert, got, they the people talking a, about it. They for gotta weeks. have a post game hug, handshake, or something. Yeah. It's gonna be one of those like those awkward dad side hugs. Like, yeah. Hug. It's gonna be. I, I I would be lying if I said I'm not really intrigued by it just because of that yeah, stuff. So definitely. Um, quarter home team Patriots away team Buccaneers. Hit Let's see it. it. Let's go away team. Let's go home. Oh my God! Yeah, How does this quarter always? Oh wait, no, that's those. good. That's oh, good, wait. the home team. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, that's oh, that's good. right. Oh, wow. Oh, jeez, yeah. the quarter. See, we just assume the quarter's right now. God, we're such us. losers. We're clapping because the quarter landed on a certain side. But, uh, wow, that's good but, for us. That's, dude, but, but, but imagine a monumental collapse in the quarter. Oh, no, right? don't you do it. Oh, don't you do it. That would be don't rough Don't you put it out there. Very rough for us. <laughs> All right, final game of the week, Monday Night Football. A huge game, honestly. We were talking about AFC West, and, yep. you know, this is a measuring stick game, and yep. this is a huge game. Chargers hosting the Raiders, Monday Night Football, SoFi Stadium. <sighs> 3-0 Raiders, 2-1 Chargers, very much know. a possible 3-0 Chargers team. I don't know. Um, this is tough. Derek Carr, John Gruden, measuring stick game, statement game, 4-0. Absolutely. Who knows what goes down with the uh, the Chiefs earlier that day, earlier that week. They could be 4-0 and the Chiefs could be 1-3. Yeah, I don't even know what this matchup so real quick before I say anything, shout out to the SoFi Grounds crew who has to change it from the Ram Stadium on oh Sunday immediately I less love, than 24 hours later to the Chargers Stadium. I hope on we Monday. get a time lapse. I video. love time lapse videos. Oh, I we, will. Get one. we will. It's all. It was good. It was always so cool when the, back when the Kings were good and making playoffs and stuff. Yeah. When they would have to transition from Lakers playoff to Kings playoff to Clippers playoff in the matter of like a yeah, Friday night to a Sunday morning. Yeah. So go ahead, Tyler. Sorry. So. 
this game, this is tough, but this is my thinking. Um, I'm also going to dial back on me believing in the Raiders as much. I know I said last week I didn't believe in them as much to begin with, but they ne- they've they now needed two overtimes in the first three weeks to win games. One of them was against backup Jacoby Brissett. That's nothing against Jacoby Brissett, but if you're the Raiders and you see that two is not playing, you should be killing Miami. Their defense is a little shaky. I really like Max Crosby, though, but the Chargers are just a different game. Herbert is an early dark horse MVP candidate in only his second year. I'm going to go with the Chargers on this one. All right, Randy. Yeah, I have to. I hate to agree with him, uh, Tyler here, but uh, I do. I do agree. The uh, the, <laughs> the, uh, the Raiders seem to uh, just be a little shaky, and you know, um, I will give them credit that the you know the Dolphins do have a pretty good defense. Um, granted, I know I understand that the Bills blew them out, but the Bills are also the Bills. But uh, I think the Chargers take this one. Could be really, you know what? This this seems like it's going to line up to be a really good game, and then kind of potentially be sort of like a dud. I just have that. I have yeah. like a like a dud alert in my mind that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I think the Chargers still stick it it's, out. You have the dud alert because of how hyped you kind of feel about yeah, it. Yeah, because there's. I mean, you think about it. Always it, happens. But you think about it. The Raiders aren't a crap team. They went to Arrowhead and won last year. They're three and zero right now. Like like I, like Tyler pointed out. Yes, it took. Uh, a crazy, weird right. Ravens game. It took uh, two field goals against the Dolphins in overtime. So, yeah, they could also very much well be one and two right now. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've, I'm going to reiterate a lot of what Tyra said. I, I'm all in on Justin Herbert. He's got way too many weapons. Austin Eckler is a... I watched... Beast. Dude, Austin Eckler looks like a tree trunk running around I out know. there. And he has a gear that, you know, and then you got Joey Bosa on the other side. Derwin James is... Knock on wood, still healthy. You know, he had a little bit of a, a scare like yeah. last week or something like that. But yeah, I'm going Chargers as well. Let's see what the quarter does. This is our chance for the quarter to fall deeper and deeper. Home team, Chargers, away team, Raiders. Let's see it. Into the abyss of losing. Here we go. Pick the Raiders, pick the Raiders, pick the Raiders, pick the, pick the Raiders. What a pick. Black side up for the black hole. Yeah. Oh, away side up. Picking the Raiders. Wow, the, the quarter's the bold one this week. Wow. This is the one game I'm actually concerned the quarter might get. Yeah, right? I know. Me too. Yeah, because, you know, we, we, we joked about the Patriots one. Ooh, what if it picks the upset? Yeah. But this one, it's like we, we had to kind of talk ourselves into the Chargers right. a little bit. Or right. we at least acknowledge the fact that, you know, yeah, the, you know, they come in a so fine win. That's a huge game. And they're not horribly bad. They're not bad. All right. So those are our picks. Follow on Tailgater at Tailgater Sports on Instagram. We document all of our picks. We document the standings. We, uh, we have a couple people jumping in and giving us their records every week mm-hmm. um, like that. That's always fun. Shoot the ish with us at Tailgater Sports on Instagram. Moving forward, I don't know when what our schedule is going to be. So Randy yeah. is leaving us or leaving the Woody Show for NFL Network, NFL podcasting, whatever. Um, so the schedule uh, moving forward, yeah. So the m- schedule moving forward is kind of up in the air. We're gonna still shoot for Tuesday releases, yeah. just so we could get Monday night recap, get a pick ahead. So maybe a Wednesday recording. I don't know. We want to get make sure we get an episode out before Thursday, so we get Thursday night picks. Mm-hmm. Maybe we do it on a Friday or a Saturday. I don't know. Then just put the picks on Instagram. We will be putting out episodes in some way. Don't worry. Yeah, whether it be like snippets of stuff or just like even just fun picks. Just. Chopping it up real fast. Yeah. In some some way, we will figure out a way to put this out. Randy can't get off scot free and just leave us and leave us in shambles. And I'm not going to be talking for Tyler for 45 minutes by myself. So that's true. That's Aww. fair. Well, considering Tyler spoke for 10 minutes about <laughs> right. the Peyton yeah. Manning cast, I'm going to have the Oscars just running on loop. The Oscars walk off music. Yeah. All right. We'll see you next week. Hey Tyler, how are the Texans? Just kidding. See you later. <laughs>